watch us feed them. See them in our barn. Baby animal days in the Inlatter Farm. I'm somebody who can be pickled on for Lazo. And I'm full-grown donkey, Caitlin Kay. And this is Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Jingle Live. This is our first ever live podcast, and boy, did it not come without technical difficulties. But we're here, Caitlin. We're happy to be here, and it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been at least several many months, but here we are at beautiful Indian Ladder Farms. Um, there's bees, there's baby animals, there's pickles, and there's pretzels. And we have jingles. We do indeed, Caitlin, because as usual, this is no exception. This is the jingle size dive into um, local and regional uh, radio jingles. We typically stick around the capital region. And we're here again today at Indian Ladder Farms in Altamont, New York, uh, on a beautiful day. It's a little overcast, so you don't need your sunscreen, but it's not raining, so you should come down if you're not already here. Um, we want to thank everybody for coming out today. I see lots of friendly faces in the crowd. I see lots of not-so-familiar faces. We hope you'll become a fan of the show. And, uh, and we've got a lot of guests, don't we, Caitlin? We have so many. We have uh, Dieter Gehring here with us to talk a little bit more about the history of Indian Lighter Farms. And we have Ian Ritz-Carlton, the writer, composer, and singer of all the lovely jingles we're going to be talking about today. It's cool. Yeah. You know, we don't usually do live guests, but we don't usually do live podcasts. Uh, ever since I've started listening to podcasts, I always love the live shows where they actually like show up where people show up and they can participate in the show. Um, instead of having people act, actually come and pitch us jingles, as was originally the case, we just have a slew of jingles for Indian Ladder Farms. Um, you know, it, it's kind of rare for an advertiser to have this many jingles. Um, but I think, you know, they've got a rare talent in Ritz Carlton here, so I'm excited to talk with him. Caitlin, so much has gone on since we last got together. Without spoiling what our final show of the season will be, our season finale, what have you been up to? What's new in both our pods world and also, more importantly, your world? <laughs> I didn't prepare anything about what's new because the live show format has got me all kind of turned around. Um, but to spoil something we've been working on um maybe we've been writing some jingles of our own yeah that's that's almost spoiling it well way to uh not answer either of my questions uh, as requested but um yeah uh, gosh we probably recorded back in like was it may or something like that like the last time we got together and since then many world events uh many life-changing events for us none of which will be mentioned here but uh one thing that happened was we were supposed to have the live show last month and then one of the two of us uh got sick uh, what happened with that caitlin well you got sick with um the rona because i don't know why but mainly probably because you have children that brought it to you um as a non-child haver i've i've never caught the rona so oddly enough my my children neither gave it to me nor did i give it to them so it was one of those weird cases where I basically I spent a few hours uh, in a car with a friend who then later said, hey, I'm not feeling so hot. And uh, and that was about a week before this whole thing went down. But, um, you know, for safety's sake, we decided to stay away from from other people. And uh, and the folks at Indian Ladder Farms are so gracious to have us back. So this is this is a lot of fun. I'm excited to be here. Caitlin, do you think we should get into it? Should we get get talking about this advertiser, this this location where we are? Yes. Wait. But first, I have to tell people, we're not just at Indian Ladder Farms in their in their tasting room or, or by their self-pick apples or you pick apples section. We're in the brand new pizza garden. Have you ever been to a pizza garden before? No, but it made me think of our very first jingle that we did, which is pizza is my life. <laughs> well, pizza might be your life here. Um, and plus, when pizza's in a garden, you can grow pizza anytime. So, you know, if you want to... Uh, if you want to come and check out this place, it's it's in the back of Indian Ladder Farms, but you can when you walk in, um, I guess they have these little QR codes, and you can snap it, and it will bring you to a map of the entire Indian Ladder Farms ground, and you can find your way up to the uh, the pizza place. You can also or the pizza garden. You can also follow the little pizza head guy who's like, come this way for pizza. Remember Pizza Head Steve from Pizza Hut. He looked just like him. Um, so you can come on up here and have a good time. Uh, it's so much nicer to be outside in the beautiful wilderness than it is to be in like a, a darkened insurance agency under cover of night, maybe smelling some Chinese food cooking at a, at a questionable massage parlor right next door. Well, here we have the beautiful aromas of the, the pizza garden. Very 
true. And uh, we're not the only ones who appreciate it. There's lots of bees here, but they're all very friendly bees. So even if you're allergic, you can still come out and have a good time. So let's get to it. Tell us about Indian Ladder Farms, and then we'll maybe we'll uh, welcome our first guests. Well, Indian Ladder Farms is a centennial farm founded in 1916. In Voorheesville, New York. Are you from around here? I am from around here. I grew up here. My parents live here. I come to Indian Letter used to come to Indian Letter Farms a lot. It's gotten a lot bigger. We're very proud of it. It's growing one pizza garden at a time. Well, let's not delay this any further. Um, who are we going to have up first? Who are we having? Is it Lori? It is Lori. So we'd like to welcome Lori Tenek, who is uh, owner of the farm. And um, I believe overseas operations uh, to a degree. A little shrug there. Try. She tries. And, uh, and she's uh, of the 10 Eck family namesake, uh, which I believe are the original owners of the farm. But enough with me explaining to you what your life is like. Why don't you come down here and uh, I'll give you the mic and, you can, and we'll pitch you some questions and ask you about what's going on. Okay. Here, sorry about this. One mic. <laughs> one mic, one picnic table. I'll stop behind you. Oh, wow. Better you than me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about the farm. Okay, well, Indian Ladder Farms uh, is is been in my family for four generations. Um, it's actually owned by my father, uh, Peter G. Tenike II, um, currently, and uh, operated by my brother and I. I manage the retail operation, and my brother oversees the farm side. Um, my great grandfather, Peter G. Tenike started the farm um, in 1916. He bought several uh, small family farms uh, that were, you know, uh, what's the word? They were adjacent to each other, and he combined them into one farm. It was originally a dairy farm, and uh, he was very into genetics and raising high-quality cattle for milk, and he had a herd of Guernseys. Uh, he was also the commissioner of agriculture. Uh, he was a congressman. He was a very, you know, diversified person. Um, the actual location of the pizza garden is where our dairy barn used to be. Uh, it burned down in the 1940s, and my grandfather, uh, Peter G. Tenike, no, Peter, well, okay, I got to go back. Peter Tenike was my great-grandfather, no Gansvort. And then my grandfather was Peter Gansvort Tenike. My family is like a lot of big grand names. Mm -hmm. And uh, he then built this Quonset hut that is now our brewery and private event space. And so when we decided to move the brewery up here and renovate the, the Quonset hut into an event space with a patio and a, and a big pizza garden with a wood-fired pizza oven, um, so, but we are primarily an apple orchard, uh, as Caitlin remembers, and from, from with Pick Your Own Apples, we have a farm store. Uh, we obviously have the cidery and brewery, and we also have our beer garden and our tasting room and uh, lots of different activities going on all year round. So let me ask you about the hut, because it's right behind us, and I've been inside of it. What was it originally exactly? It looks like an airplane hangar. Yeah, it's called a Quonset hut, and uh, we call, affectionately call it the Q hut. A Quonset hut is sort of, it's a based on a Native American design. Pequot Indians. Pequot Indians longhouse. Uh, longhouse. It's, a, it's so what, it, you know, it is like a hangar. It's sort of a, it's sort of a semicircle above the ground. Uh, and it's an unusual shape, but you see them around. It would have been used by the military and as warehouse space and, and so on. Sure. And now what kind of events do you plan to have in there or have you had already? Well, uh, we hold weddings on the farm, uh, so we think our interior space will be primarily used for um, private events. People rent it out for wedding receptions or, you know, corporate outings, even maybe in the winter, you know, conference groups and so on who want a unique place to, to have a meeting. Um, and then in the meantime, the Pizza Garden is open to the public uh, most of the time. This fall we're open uh, for the first season and we'll be open on Saturdays and Sundays from 11 to 6 mm -hmm. uh, where you can come and sit at the picnic tables and get wood-fired pizza. We have our bar up here with all of our ciders and beers. The, the main the thing that's really great about it is we have this incredible view of the Helderberg Escarpment and Thatcher Park from this location. Yeah, it's extremely scenic. It's just beautiful here. Um, now, I had read somewhere that you guys had at one point, or maybe you still have, like, over 40 varieties of apples. Is that accurate? Or how many have you had uh, historically? Well, we have, you know, every we have a few trees. We only have one or two, you know, varieties that we only have one or two, uh, one or two trees of. But we have just under 40 different varieties right now. 
um, in varying levels of abundance. <laughs> and which one goes into the cider that Caitlin's currently drinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the uh, are you drinking a hard cider or a sweet cider? It's the hard one is the dry. Okay. The, the dry cider is um, a blend of lots of different varieties on the farm, and it's not something that is a varietal that is lends its taste lent exclusively to what single type of apple. So it's a blend, and it's fermented slowly, and uh, that's why it has got such a dry flavor. This is really cool. Is there anything coming up at Indian Lighter Farms you want to talk about? Well, we're just on the edge of our big season, uh, you know, with the fall and pick your own and our cider donuts and new this year, the pizza garden. Uh, that's our our big event that goes on <laughs> right through the end of October. Uh, we are going to be having um, in October, and we have a jingle for this, the Hawaiian Oktoberfest. And that is a really fun event that's sort of a blend of uh, Polynesian and German uh, traditions. And uh, we have a great band called the Swinging Palms and we have Stein apples which is beer and a pineapple and uh, s cocktails in spam cans uh, some of our specials feature spam and everyone gets a lay and a lot of people come in you know Hawaiian and luau garb and it's just really fun party cool any questions <laughs> Mm, I don't think so, but the jingles, did you have anything to do with commissioning them or thinking about them, or how do they, they come about? <laughs> and actually, I want to add to that. What comes first, the event or the jingle? <laughs> I think that the event drives the jingle. I will say one thing about Indian Ladder Farms and now Indian Ladder Farms Cider and Brewery. One of the great things about this business is that the, the kind of people that come to work here, and people do a variety of of jobs here, uh, from you know, tending bar to picking apples, harvesting hops. Um, Ritz Carlton has done a wide variety of work on the farm, and uh, many of as with many of our workers also has a very rich creative life and an incredible amount of talent. And uh, we tend to attract a lot of people that have a lot of talent, whether it's artistic or musical. Um, and so the fit for Ritz working here has been um, perfect and just his imagination and his musical skills just coming up with the jingles that perfectly reflect the kind of quirky vibe that we have going on here but with the customers and the staff. Um, and in terms of my role in the jingles, um, I'm kind of a in the yay or nay position. <laughs> and um, sometimes I'm also the one saying, can we also say the hours or the date? You know, in addition to, you know, uh, all the details regarding fermentation across the nation and all those other good things. So uh, that's that's pretty much my only role. I'm mostly just a huge fan. Well, well that's an important role to have because uh, we've talked about it before, but it's one thing to write a catchy song. It's another thing to write a catchy song that pleases the advertiser. <laughs> so if uh, if that mission has been accomplished, uh, then then I think you're on the right track. Well, you know, the... The jingles that Ritz creates for us are so catchy that it's almost dangerous. And I went through the whole Pickle Palooza season without hearing the jingle this year because last by by design because last year when I heard it, I literally couldn't get it out of my head for <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks. And even I can't barely even talk about it because now it's starting to go through my head even as I speak. So I have to be careful. Awesome. Yeah. The the can you pickle it? I feel like is the has the most virality of the jingles as I'm trying to like s remember them on the drive over the pickle pickle fest <laughs> was the only one that I could actually <laughs> sing. I, I realized I was singing baby animal days to the tune of can you pickle it I'm like no it's taken over all the other <laughs> all the other jingles in my head is can you pickle it and oh you know I was, I was listening to all of them and there's one where he rhymes like Neath the Swingin' Palms, Indian Ladder Farms, and you mentioned that was a band. Yes. I'm like, oh, I'm like, there are no palm trees there. <laughs> but it's well, he's always putting in a pitch for one of his other enterprises, which is the Swinging Palms. Mm -hmm. um, for me, the thing that I can't get out of my head is fermentation across the nation from the Pickle Palooza <laughs> jingle. It's just embedded in my brain. That's funny. Well, that's extremely clever, and we're looking forward to hearing some of those jingles in just a bit. But, Lori, thanks so much for coming on with us, and uh, and thanks for inviting us to the farm. We're having a great time. It's really so fun. I love what you guys do, and thanks for appreciating our jingles. Oh, thank you. 
All right, so that was Lori Ten Eck. Am I saying that right? Ten Eck. See, this is why uh, I usually should ask these questions before I'm on the air. But <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you so much for for inviting us here today. So, oh, that was a fun interview, Caitlin. Uh, you know, I, I'm sorry that I'm dominating the conversation, but I am closer to the mic, so you have to forgive me this time. You dominate the conversation when you have two mics, so I'm very used to it. It's true, and I have the best mic etiquette, whereas I like to lean into it and really, really make out with the, the microphone. You know, and I like to lean away from the microphone so that no one can hear me. <laughs> Not a good trait for a podcast host. Um, well, while we have him here, why don't we bring on our next guest? It's um, Again, I'm awful at last names. Is it Gehring? So it's Dieter Gehring, uh, who uh, heads up the cider uh, side of things and the brewery side of things, and um, also married to Lori, if I've done my research uh, of asking around. Why don't you come join us on the air? Come on over. Thanks for being here, Dieter, and thanks for showing me around the farm and helping us get set up today, too. Uh, my pleasure. Always like to show off the place. We work very hard on it. Now, I'm enjoying a couple different beers. Um, the first one I had was, uh, oh gosh, is it called Superstar? or the, It was the New England IPA. What's it called? Uh, Superstar, that's one of our flagship beers that goes out to distribution. Okay, so where can you get that? Can you get it locally in the Capital Region or, or just at the farm store down there? Uh, no, it's at a few locations uh, locally. It's at uh, most of the beverage centers and uh, a few other bars. And uh, at uh, Empire Live down in Albany uh, carries that on a regular basis. Okay, sure. Now, um, what about the ciders? Are those things that you can get elsewhere or do you have to come right here to the farm? Which is, you know, it's, it's not exactly the worst fate in life if you have to come here to get it. Uh, no, but people ask that all the time. Uh, we are, you know, you know, people say, oh, well, you're way out of the way. It's kind of um, uh, a de deceiving because we're really only 25 minutes from Broadway in Albany and 20 minutes from Broadway in Schenectady. So we're, we're really not that far away. But I can understand that everybody doesn't want to uh, have to trek out here to get a four-pack of cider. Um, so we are uh, uh, distributing with DeCrescenti, um distributors and I'm happy to say that uh, our cider will be in 30 price choppers in the next couple weeks. Well, congratulations. Caitlin, how are you enjoying your cider so far? I really, really like it and I'm sad because it's on the other side of the picnic table. I'm going to get it for you while you ask our guest the next question. Thank you. I have other questions. There, this is a three-part question. Part one is what is your favorite thing that Indian Lighter Farms brews? Uh, what is your favorite Indian Ladder Farms jingle? And if you have a favorite jingle that is not Indian Ladder Farms that you remember locally, what is that? Oh. Beer, jingle, jingle. Um, well, I'm going to go right with the, uh, the, the jingle question. What's my, what's my favorite uh, jingle? And I have to say right now, it's probably the Pickle Palooza one. Um, just because we just came off of Pickle Palooza last weekend. And I think the most exciting thing about that is how um, it has resonated with um, our, you know, our customer base, our audience, so to speak, in that even the band that played this last weekend, Freaks Garage, they actually learned the jingle, which in of itself I thought was, you know, pretty amazing. But as I was walking up here um, to check things out from the other beer garden, um, I heard the band playing the song and then pausing while the audience sang it back to them. So people came and they actually knew the words to the jingle already. So <laughs> that, was, that was pretty huge. Um, as far as what uh, beer and cider are my favorites, um, I'm, I'm more seasonal, so I like things. Uh, um, like right now, I'm enjoying um, a, a, a Czech Pilsner um, called Glockenspiel Solo. Um, I've been very, very heavily into this style of brewing. Um, we do some Italian Pilsners, and they tend to be a little more hop forward. Um, we are a hop farm. Uh, we are currently, as we speak, picking hops. I just came from that. And in fact, our brewer, and like Lori was saying before, a lot of our employees are very um, across the board uh, diversi diversified. So like Scott was going to be on the podcast, but it's going to rain all day tomorrow and we needed to bring in a variety of hops called Nuggets. So he's out there dedicated to his craft, bringing in the, in the hops. If he can make it, um, he's gonna come up after he's done doing that. Awesome. 
Yeah, I know Scott personally, and uh, we we caught up after you and I, you know, had met the other day at the farm, and and uh, he just brings a wealth of knowledge, you know, from his other, um, you know, stints at, at various breweries, and and I can imagine that his contributions have really helped take you guys to the next level, huh? Uh, yeah, Scott is um, an an incredible brewer. Um, he's you know knows all. I came from the world of you know home brewing, as I think a lot of people did, but that are in the brewing industry. Um, but Scott had worked you know a number of years um, at Amagang and then at the pump station, so he he brings a lot of the things that you know most home brewers don't know how to deal with, which a lot of, of brewing is what I refer to as doing dishes. Ninety percent of it is you know um, sanitation and keeping things clean. Um, otherwise, you don't make good beer. And then he is fabulous at keeping everything. If you go in, you go in our brewery, you could literally eat off the floor. I might take you up on that because the food here is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, have, we have plates. Oh yeah, that's good. We'll, we'll use the plates as well. Those are equally as clean, I hear. Um, so, whose idea was it to, to develop this pizza garden? Is this your brainchild, or and also follow up question: Will we hear a jingle about the pizza garden at any point? Well, I don't know. I see uh, Ian's nodding over there. He's he's working on something already. You can tell. Um, he's he's very uh, quick at uh, putting these together. Um, so the pizza garden kind of came about because we we've grown very quickly over the eight years that we started the uh, brewery and cidery here, um, and our beer garden over the last couple of years during the fall. If you've been here, it can be a three-hour wait to get a table, and we felt kind of bad about that. That you know people drive out to a destination and they can't get anything to eat or drink. Um, so we came up with this concept of a larger beer garden, so to speak, a pizza garden with a wood-fired pizza oven, and it would be walk-up service, um, and it would take some pressure off of the other beer garden. So you, you can wait for a table down there and come up and get a pizza, or you can just come up and get a pizza. Great. It really is beautiful up here. And, th and even though there's a good number of people here, there's still plenty of room. So, yeah. you know, on, a, on any given day, they have a shot at getting a table without having to wait too long, huh? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, and this is going to be open seasonally. Um, this will close as soon as we have to, you know, close the bathrooms up here because they're going to freeze. Um, but the other beer garden will stay open. Uh, we're only closed uh, four days a year. So, if you love the other uh, beer garden with the hamburgers and uh, all the fabulous things we have down there, that will always be open. Okay, Dieter. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today, and um, and thanks again for having us at the farm. Oh, look at this. All right. So after a little tech difficulty, we're back, and we're proud to welcome back Ritz Carlton, the man himself who's authored many of these jingles and also uh, who, who came to us uh, both by his own uh, efforts and also brought to our attention from other people. Um, these are some iconic jingles written for Indian Ladder Farms, and we're so pleased to have you here because if not for your jingles, we would not even be here. Um, let's welcome to the podcast Ritz Carlton himself. Hooray! <laughs> Way to welcome yourself. We were welcoming you too. We welcomed you once before, but the uh, podcast stopped recording for a moment there. So, um, hey, Ritz, I want to know a little bit about your background professionally and how you became involved in Indian Ladder Farms and also how you brought these jingles uh, to the airwaves. Can you, can you give us a little background? I met the good people of Indian Ladder Farms uh, a number of years ago, um, tending bar at a craft, bar, craft beer bar in Albany, uh, the Ale and Oyster, and they would come in and get some beers and uh, get some oysters, and they were always a good hang, and then started working here hosting events, uh, started with karaoke, and um, it's just always a good time. Everyone's everyone's always uh, so fun up here to work with. Uh, it's such a great spot. When uh, the pandemic hit, uh, I was going to go back to work at the bar, and it just the timing was right. And I suggested to Dieter, I said, "Now, now is the time. Now might be the time. Let's pull the trigger. You know, bring me on board." And thankfully, he did. And um, it's kind of been a it's like a trial by fire. You come work at the farm, and kind of figure out how I fit in at the farm over time. Like uh, farming is still a challenge for me. I still have to get the right shoes. <laughs> I still don't have a good pair of gloves. You know, I'm, I'm out there trying. <laughs> but uh, there's like a ton of stuff to do at the farm, and I've been lucky enough that they have uh, been supportive with uh, you know different events, different. Um, 
things going on. And then the jingles, uh, I forget kind of how it worked. I remember it was one of them that I did. It was just like a 30-second generic jingle for the farm. And it kind of worked, and then went on the radio, and it got some good feedback. And then it was like, oh, well, let's try one for this event or that event. And then uh, and then it's just been spiraling, just kind of. So where is that original jingle today? Because I don't know that you sent us just a generic Indian Ladder Farms jingle. Oh, I would have to find it. There's a, I, I don't even know. I don't even have like good access to it. I, I, it would take me <laughs> way too long <laughs> at this point to find it. But uh, there's a few of them out there. There's I don't know. There's talk about a uh, cassette tape. There's talk about a releasing a cassette tape of yeah. all of them. So you might actually release a physical cassette tape to sell down in the farm store here? That's the rumor. That's <laughs> That'd be awesome. I got a car with a tape deck, and I would absolutely play that. So The one guy. The one guy with a tape deck. <laughs> yep, I'm very proud of that tape deck. It works great, kind of. Um, so getting those on the air, what was the process like for you as the songwriter? Was it you created it, you got the yes from Lori, and then next thing you know, you're at WEQX you know, buying airspace? Or how did it work? Well, we have a good – the farm has a very good relationship with WEQX already. Um, they were, we were already doing spots on the radio before I was working here um, every other week about what's going on with the farm with uh, Jeff Morad. He's a good friend of the farms. And um, he, so it kind of just was organic, kind of just fell into place. They were already having ads for the farm on EQX. Um, but I, I'm not sure what they were. I don't know if they have like canned music or like I'm not, it was mostly just talking about like what the event was. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, let's, uh, Let's try let's try something new, you know. I mean, like you guys know, like a good jingle is uh, can be surprisingly effective. You know? Absolutely, and and something that we've learned, you know, just by being fans of jingles and then also being involved in the show is that you got to play the jingle over and over again to to catch on. So, you know, to have Dieter and Lori to you know greenlight the amount of airplay it needed. I mean, that that's something special. It means that you put something out there that was worth re- repeating. Quite honestly, um, Caitlin, what kind of questions do you have? Um, what should I start with first you have so many you said I do Um, favorite jingle Uh, favorite jingle in life or favorite jingle of the Indian Ladder I would like to hear both Um, you gotta respect the uh, oldies I mean um, everybody loves Jack Byrne that's a classic you know (laughs) um Let's see. Everybody, 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 everybody likes Jack Byrne. That's it. Um, that's a classic. I mean, of course, you got Waterslide World. That's a classic. You know, it's a, definitely a regional classic for sure. Um, as far as the Indian Ladder jingles, um, Picklepalooza seems to have a lot of traction. Uh, but the Baby Animal Days, uh, there was two, <laughs> there's two versions of the Baby Animal Days jingle. The second one, it's a little more keyboard heavy. I think that one's probably my favorite. Yeah. Musical influences. When it comes to the jingles. Um geez, that's tough. Um I guess it's like it's like nerd rock, basically. Maybe it's like they might be giants or something. You know, like uh, it's I kinda limit myself. I have a I have two different Casio keyboards. They're both like from the eighties, they're both wood paneled. Um, and they can do a lot of things, but you know they can only do so much. So you kind of have to. You're limited as to what you can use for the music, but it kind of makes you focus on what you're doing more. If that makes sense. Well, let me ask you this about the keyboards: Are you, are you using like pre-made beats and chord progressions, or are you actually authoring it from scratch when you when you utilize the keyboards to help you record? It's got a drum beat on it, but then I'm feeding it, telling it what to do. And actually, I'm very technologically uh, inept. <laughs> like I, can, I can barely write an email. You, you're witness to that earlier. I can barely send an email. But, um, so it's all, it's all live. It's all, it's all done in one. Each track is done in one track. I don't go through and like, cut it and splice it. Wow, and okay. takes it up. I wait, wait till each track is done right and then move on to the next. Whatever. So it's, it's recorded live in a sense. Is that uh, like I'm, not, I'm not tech savvy enough to get in there and manipulate it after the fact. Well, they, they come out so organically. It, it, I'm not surprised to hear this. Yes, I've, I had written, I'm like, I think I hear like they might be giants in there and then maybe some magnetic fields and I feel like you were maybe, forgive me, that the gener- it would fit with the generation of some influences. Sure. 
which I like. Nobody's mentioning Oysterfest, which is my favorite, because it has that like complexity of arpeggios <laughs> at the very end, which I really like, even though it's it's the weirdest one because we're we're V far from the ocean um, right now. But that is my favorite. All right, what are my other? Are we, do you want to say something? I was going to say we, we could play some jingles if you want. Yes, let's let's jingles. actually play the jingles. Um, do you have the preferred version of Baby Animal Days? Yeah, if we could, we'll start with the preferred version of Baby Animal Days, and you vamp while I get a cued up. Or B A D. It's it's B A D, but it's very good, um, and it lists all the animals, which is what we like. Do you feed the baby animals? I have limited interaction with baby animals. I see them. <laughs> is there a full-grown donkey? Yes, Simon. Simon's here all year long. I haven't seen that one. The kids, the kids seem to like the the sheep as I walked up. Well, I would like to meet the baby donkey or the or the full-grown full donkey. donkey. Yeah, full-grown donkey. Um, well, th- so this is it. This is the thirty-second version of Baby Animal Days, which I don't know exists uh, outside of my phone right now. Um, unless you happen to catch it on the air when Baby Animal Days comes and goes. Um, so here we go. We're going to play Baby Animal Days, the uh, keyboard forward 30 second version. Let's give it a listen. Baby duck, baby pig, baby animal days. Baby goat, baby cow, Indian letter farms. You can pet them, you can name them, see them in our farms. Baby animal days, Indian letter farms. That's actually really well done, and it is really concise. The 30-second version gets almost everything that I love of the one-minute version uh, out there. Yeah, it was for a special spot that was on WGNA, and the minute long didn't work. They wanted a 30-second version, so uh, hit back into the Beat Lab, come up with a new version. Nice. Now, I want to pull up the one-minute version, if that's okay, too. Um, and, Caitlin, you can vamp while I get that done. But there's some things in the one-minute version that we didn't get in here, and we got to hear it. So, um. so Lori mentioned that she is the yay or nay. Are you at liberty to say any things that she has nayed? Um, I don't want to mention the, nay, the things that have been nayed. There have been some nays, and, you know, totally understood. You can't, you know, uh, you can't. What was that? I heard someone say you have to let some people uh, fail every once in a while. Like everyone can't always be it can't always be good. It's not everything isn't always good. So uh, a good nay is appreciated every now and again. Uh, a good nay is needed. <laughs> Nays things that horses do, a baby animal one might find to pet and feed. Ah, y- you may. Can I just jump back in? I just wanted to say that you know. Uh, when we were talking about how the jingles came about, it, it, it really is all about Lori's recognizing talent. Um, when, when Ritz quit working at the bar and said basically that he was coming to work for us, I didn't have a position for him. He was like, I'm, I'm coming on Monday. And I was like, okay, great. And I went home and I said to Lori, I said, so uh, Ian's going to be working for us, and I don't know what to do with him yet. And she goes, oh, we'll find a place for him. She said, have you ever thought about jingles? And I said, I don't know that he's ever written a jingle. She said, I think he can. (laughs) It's honestly my dream (laughs) is to write jingles. And I can't believe you've made it kind of your job. And you've never done a jingle before? Um, Not before. No, not before working here. I mean, I've been playing in bands for a long time, so we've written a bunch of songs, you know. Uh, but specific to a, for a jingle? No, not till here. Not till I started working here. All right. Well, I pulled up the one-minute version of Baby uh, Animal Days. Yeah. Um, and now Baby Animal Days is, is a one-time or once-a-year thing where you guys bring in baby animals from various farms? Yeah, for a month. For a month. Yeah. All right. So it's a long – it's a long – Baby Animal Days, multiple days. And uh, so it's really educational, right? Like people can come and learn about, like – these animals, do you guys give like tours and, and give them information, or is it really just pet the cute bunnies and stuff? It's, it's adorable. It's a bunch of little baby animals, and you get to come up and you can you can pet them. But you know, it, it's almost like a, you can pet them, you can feed them, <laughs> yeah, you can name them. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's adorable, and the kids love it. And then uh, you have like my wife who laments that when she was a kid, she never got to feed a baby goat, 
so she can come up and finally feed that baby goat. So the, so the baby animals are ringers. <laughs> they're not, they're, we've you've borrowed them. Yes. They're, they're visitors. They're, ha okay. they're, they're happy to be here just like we they're are. Happy. They are, but some, they are ringers. They are brought in because of their adorable aspect. So but Exactly, but sometimes, as a typical case, a uh, few of them wind up staying on the farm for good. We got Cheeto and Boston the goat over down by the rest of the goats. They were baby animals that are now are just residents. It's like getting a pardon from the president if you're a turkey kind of situation. I guess that makes sense because like you got to get more baby, you got to make more baby animals. <laughs> Our, well, so I pulled up the one minute version of this song, and this is the first one that I saw, and this. Even though the other ones are, are really fun, this is the recording that made me want to bring you on the air. It brings the tee-hee-hees. It brings the tee-hee-hee. So here's the one-minute version, and then we're going to maybe talk about the differences. So one-minute version of Baby Animal Days uh, Jingle by Ritz-Carlton. Baby duck, baby goat, baby animal days. Baby cow, baby chick, baby animal days. You can pet them, watch us feed them, see them in our barn. Baby animal days. Farm. Starting April 15th, it's Baby Animal Days at Indian Ladder Farms, 342 Altamont Road, and scenic Altamont, New York. Come for the animals, stay for lunch, cider donuts, estate brewed craft beer and hard cider, hiking trails, everything safe and outside. Baby duck, baby goats, baby animal days, baby chick, baby cow, Indian Ladder Farm, baby sheep. Baby bunny, baby animal days. Baby pig, baby person, Indian ladder farm. Full grown donkey, baby animal days. That was amazing. So obviously, my favorite moment is when you say baby person, like because there might be a baby person hand. Guarantee there will be a baby person. Yeah, but then right when you think, oh, he slipped in one funny one that you may or may not have caught, then it's full grown donkey, and it's just like, oh yeah, no, he's he's in on the joke. This is amazing. Uh, Simon the donkey uh, was here before I was. He's a fixture here at the farm. Uh, don't try to ride him, but uh, don't even try to pet him all the time. Every once in a while. <laughs> but he's here. He's a he's a permanent resident. Too funny. So I don't know. Do we want to move on since we have so many more jingles to hit on, or did you have anything else to add, Caitlin? No, I think we should play. Um, even though I love oyster oyster fest. I think we've talked enough about Picklepalooza that we should play that one. Start. All right. Well, before we do, can you give us a little background on, on the inspiration on this one? Uh, my inspiration comes from the uh, ancient world of pickling. No, um, I don't know. It was, uh, um, I don't really know how it works. You know, it's it kind of come up with some key words that I want to talk about and then uh, figure out, like, <laughs> what primes them and... And then uh, mess around with some kind of melody, and uh, I guess that's it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it just poof. Inspiration just comes like magic to him. Yeah, talk about talk about pickles, but make it jingle. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'd be curious too, and, and maybe this is a, just a general question instead of just this one. But does do these evolve at all? Like, do you ever come, you know, to to Dieter and, and to Lori and say, "What do you think?" And they go, "Start over, dude. Like, that's that's not working." <laughs> Uh, they're definitely nicer than start over, but uh, but yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, uh, there's um, you know, like I said, everything not everything works, so you gotta uh, you come up with something, and it's definitely a progress uh, process too. Like I'll come up with something at home, and then think I got it, and then sit back down the next day and totally start from scratch, and just you know, it, it come up with something totally different. But I wouldn't have gotten there without the previous day. You know. Gotcha. All right, well then, let's give this one a listen. Uh, and Caitlin, you can hold this up again. Um, this is Indian Letter Farms Pickle Fest. Started out growing on a vine. Now I'm swimming in a jar of brine. The question I'm asked all the time. Can you pickle it? People pickle things in every nation. Celebrate the process of fermentation. I ask you again with adulation. Can you pickle it? Corn and peas, even blueberries. Can you pickle it? I can pickle it. Eggs and beets, even pig's feet. Can you pickle it? 
I can pickle it. September 3rd, Indian Ladder Farms. Pickle Palooza! Excellent. Kaylin, first impressions on Pickle Palooza. I forgot how funny it was every time I hear it. And I listen to it like a bunch because I'm like, I got to know every word of this jingle before I meet with Ritz. I really got to study Pickle Palooza. I got to know everything. And I, <laughs> I forget you talking to yourself during the jingle. Can you pick? I can pick a lot. That's my favorite part. And also, have you had a pickled blueberry or did it just rhyme? Uh, I have had a pickled blueberry, but it also just rhymed. <laughs> and can you get the pickle beer all year round or do you have to be a Pickle Palooza for that? You got to be. It already sold out. There might There might be on tap, maybe on the farm, there's some left. But the cans are already sold out. They sell out that day. Every, every year they sell out on that day, no matter how much we make. Yeah, it makes sense. You want to try the pickle beer while you're at Pickle Fest, right? I love, I love pickles. I would drink pickle juice. I don't even like beer, but I think I would try that one. I've had the pickle shot. Uh, my niece will drink pickle juice like it's, a, like it's its own drink. Because it's so good. No. Terrible, terrible. But I'll come for Pickle Palooza for sure. Um, anything to add that you want to add on, on Pickle Palooza? Uh, or any other final thoughts on that one? The other, uh, it's the other thing about all these. It's a learning curve, you know, how to get the right um, the right sound, how to record at the right levels. And my good uh, my homeboy Graham Tishy, uh, who we were just talking about, um, he's definitely helped me out so much. He helps me out with the mixing, the mastering, and and again, like the the name, the kiboshing, When something is too stupid, he'll come in and say, "Let's reel it in a little bit." And uh, so uh, he definitely is the um, he, what is it? My, I don't know if I'm Bernie Toppin or he's Elton John, but it's we're one of the two of them, you know. <laughs> I've used that reference for us too many times. I'm I'm definitely the Bernie Toppin, and Don is definitely the Elton John. But we have learned that when it comes to jingles, nothing is too stupid. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll figure something out. Yeah, nothing is too stupid. All right, so the next one we want to bring up is Oyster Fest. And Caitlin's really excited about this one. I hear there's some, what would you call it, majestic arpeggiation or something? Majestic arpeggiation at the end. It's very complex. I think it's beautiful. I really like Oyster Fest. Brings a tear to her eye in a good way. Uh, do you want to give us a little bit of background on the creation of this one? Um, this one, so we have an Oyster Fest, um, the tall mother shucker from, uh, see from Long Island? Yeah, uh, he's very tall, Keenan. He's a very tall guy, but he comes up every year. He brings a ton of oysters, um, and then Scott will make an oyster stout, which is delicious. And it's again, it's just an event that uh, every year gets more and more attendance. Keep people keep coming. It's a lot of fun, and we had an oyster fest. So it was, you know, hey, why don't we let's come up with a jingle? You know? <laughs> I, w- I wish all advertisers, every time they had something new to offer, were like completely unique jingle. Like <laughs> same guy, same you could say same style, but everyone has its own like vibe to it. But like, can you imagine if McDonald's is like, all right, we're doing a quarter pounder, but with like sriracha sauce? Like jingle it up, baby! <laughs> they have the money for it. When wait, it's probably in the jingle, but when is Oyster Fest? Um, it's in it's in September. November. No- thank you, thank you, dear. November fifth. November fifth this year. November 5th, come around for uh, Oyster Fest. Because I have heard that you shouldn't eat oysters in months that don't end with R. That's so I just... <laughs> Is it not, point. though? You're not supposed to get uh, fish on a Monday at a restaurant. I know that. But I don't know about oysters. It's, I think it's just a myth. Wait, why fish on a Monday? Because it's left over from Friday? That's right, because the restaurant orders it on Friday, and on Monday or Sunday, it's a special. That's mm-hmm. the reason. Oh, uh, yeah. It was in Anthony Bourdain's <laughs> book, and then that people remember that. as like, remember, we're fish on a Monday. But I think, like, the... Because the, the water is cold, so the oysters are not as dead, hot. has to do with size, too. Okay. There is something like that. There is a, a story. You're not wrong. I've heard this before about the month of R. But, you know, we like to go cover our own path, you know? <laughs> no one's going to tell us what to do. <laughs> awesome. Everyone is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the oysters. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then let's play uh, the Oyster Fest jingle. Jingle, uh, Caitlin, if you could hold that up for me. A bivalve with a plan, not a muscle or a clam. It gets one day to shine, 
pulled from deep and salty brine. A festival to celebrate and feast. We'll shuck and eat and drink hops, malt, and yeast. It's Osterfest, Indian ladder farms. For an oyster, it's the best. Indian ladder farms. It only takes a single grain of sand to become a That's a great ending. Like, oh, and by the way, it's November 5. (laughs) I never knew what you were saying at the end. And I thought you were saying, don't ever fight. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Like, there's so much good in this world, including Oyster Fest. Don't ever fight, people. Don't ever fight. Now, I, I, upon listening to that one again, I, I hear what you mean with the you know the arpeggios, but also I just love the multiple ritzes just going, like coming from heaven to bless us, and uh, for the oyster it's the best, and, and that one might be the best for you, Caitlin, right? <laughs> I mean, one might argue that for the oyster it is not the best, um, but... <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. <laughs> for you it is, and you know what, they're, they're of service to us during that day, and one might say it's... It's the best. <laughs> good, good vamp. She's like waiting for me to get like the Please. next one pulled up. She's like, Please. and one might say it's the best, depending on how you feel. Don't ever fight. Don't ever fight, Don't ever fight people. <laughs> or November 5. No, I've been, one I've of those actually gets people to hear on the right date. The other one just encourages love. So they're, they're both wins. They both work. They both work. <laughs> All right, perfect. Um, anything else with uh, Indian Ladder Farms Oyster Fest before we move on to the one that we haven't even heard yet? which is one that Ritz brought us today, um, uh, which is going to be previewing Hawaiian Oktoberfest. Can you tell us about the event? Because what is a Hawaiian Oktoberfest? So um, we, the farm, Dieter was curious about having an uh, Oktoberfest. Naturally, it's a brewery. You know, it, it makes perfect sense to have an Oktoberfest. And uh, he was looking for like a German band, like an umpa band. And he said, do you know any, do you know any German bands? And I said, uh, no, but I have a Hawaiian band. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't work at all, but we made it work. Uh, and so we're playing Hawaiian music, wearing lederhosen, drinking marzen, uh, playing Hawaiian music, you know, eating spam, eating pineapples full of beer. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. Is spam, does spam have anything to do with Hawaiian food? Yes, spam is uh, central to Hawaiian food. Was it, it was World War II, spam uh, was produced in Hawaii, or it just became like a big part of like Hawaiian food. Spam is definitely a, a Hawaiian, a popular thing in Hawaii. Mm. All right, so spam in Hawaii they make spam sushi. Yeah. So they're like, listen, we can do spam sushi. We have entire ocean available to us but can we just bring in some more <laughs> spam from the mainland spam gets a bad rap i uh, i mean i don't personally won't eat the low sodium spam because i'm a man of principles and ethics but uh you don't want a ton of spam in your diet but a little spam not too shabby all right a sushi sized bite of spam i guess doesn't hurt <laughs> no i'm i'm married to a spam lover who if i don't see it in the can I will try some. Once like once he cooks it and it has like a, a char to it, I can suspend my disbelief that it's not dog food. But it, it's not, it, actually it doesn't taste too spammy. Okay. So so once you decided that you're going to do a Hawaiian Oktoberfest, then you said, okay, here comes the jingle, right? Uh, tell yeah, us about the, that. Uh, the October Hawaiian Oktoberfest was around before the jingle. Uh, the Swingin' Palms uh, is a band I play with, with again, uh, my buddy Graham Tishy and um, uh, our friend Don Young and uh, Chris uh, Sprague and a rotating cast of characters. This year we're going to have the whole uh, the uh, Swingin' Palms Orchestra. we got a percussionist. We've got a saxophone clarinet player extraordinaire. Um, 
that so that all began pre the jingle um but we all uh, swing palms also we have uh i would say out of any hawaiian band in the area we have more songs about shellfish uh we can play than any other of the hawaiian bands locally Awesome. Well, we're looking forward to hearing that. Caitlin, what do you have to say about that? I have an idea of what this might sound like before I've heard it. I'm a little excited. I, the jingle or the band? The jingle. In my mind, it sounds like, what's that? It, the, the song probably has a name, but it's always like when you see something Hawaiian or it's like a beach thing, you hear that. You know what I'm talking about? The guitar? Yeah, the surf rock guitar, and it's just like. Oh, you're thinking like Dick Dale, like Miserable. Yeah, or like, is it Apache? Or something. Yeah, right. It's like the, it's the cultural uh, touchstone that makes you hear like, oh, beach time. You know what I mean? I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, now, my last question before we play this is. Sorry, my last question before we play this is: Is it just you doing the jingle, or is the band involved? Uh, no, the jingle is just me. That all the jingles actually. Um, I think. No, I think all the jingles, it's just me playing all the parts on, on all the jingles. Yeah. Nice, nice. Awesome. Well, let's give it a listen. This is our first time hearing it. So as we wished uh, when we set up this live podcast, somebody showed up day of and gave us a jingle, gave us background behind it, and we get to hear it live. So, so it really all worked out just like we wanted it to. Yeah, we promise we deliver. Well, we promise Rich delivers. This is Hawaiian Oktoberfest coming soon. Hawaiian Oktoberfest. A real different vibe than the other ones, and, and and by design, I imagine. A little different, yeah. We're trying to mix it up. Hopefully, uh, that'll be stuck in your head for the next five or six weeks. I would say haunt my dreams, uh, specifically involving Dieter and those Lederhosen. <laughs> yeah, spam and Lederhosen are rhymed in this song. Neither belongs in the song, but together they're the perfect ma- uh, marriage. Lederhosen. It was it was brooding. It was dark. Oh, that was a fun one. So October 15 and 16, is that one? 14, 14 and 15. 15 this year. 14 and 15. Yeah. All right. Caitlin wrote it down. That's all that matters. You have uh, you have one attendee based on that. Are you going to go? Oh, I'll be there. Swinging Palms are going to be playing. I'll be there. You want to go? Yeah, let's go. That sounds like fun. All right. So we're going to go, and we'll be uh, sitting in front with our Ritz-Carlton shirts on and, uh, and enjoying some of these uh, awesome brews. Well, Ian, or I mean, uh, sorry, Ritz. I would never give away your real name, even though, even though your employers definitely did before we started here. And so did Caitlin. Um, but uh, what do you have cooking? What's the next jingle for real? Do you have anything that you're working on or anything you hope to work on for this, uh, for this establishment or anybody else? Um, we're, I'm working on a New Year's jingle. And more important, we came up with the idea uh, just recently, a jingle for the Pick Your Own Hotline. I think that's key. I think that's going to be a good one. The other one is... Um, Superstar, we have a beer, uh, Superstar. It's one of our flagship IPAs. Um, working on a jingle for that, plus a video. That's that's a next big step. I want to make a video for for the Superstar. Well, we, we had the pleasure of seeing another video you had uh, submitted to us called entitled Welcome to the Jingle. Not inspired by us, which was a little disappointing because we like to think we're inspiring people to make great music. But uh, that looked like a fun video. What, tell us about that song and that video while we still have you here. So that, uh, Welcome to the Jingle, I, I see that there's a podcast called Welcome to the Jingle. Am I, this is, these are my people. I already have a song, Welcome to the Jingle. So in the shower years ago, I realized that you could sing Welcome to the Jungle uh, the lyrics to Welcome to the Jungle, but to the music of Jingle Bells. And then it just made sense. I was singing it for a couple of people at work, and they said, you 
they said, dude, you've got to record that. Um, so uh, recorded it, and then the video was fun. We It was uh, Lights in the Park was a the thing they used to do in Albany um, where you drive through Washington Park, and there's all these lights and stuff. So we filled up a bunch of – it's it, they were empty bottles of Jim Beam. They were empty. We filled them up with iced tea, drove around in my car, my Volvo station wagon, loaded it with a bunch of instruments, pretended to drink – whiskey while we're driving, which I don't recommend, but it was just for dramatic effect. And, um, and that was it. That's my good friends, um, Jeff, Shannon, and Kip from Cacophone Records. They also are elemental here at Indian Ladder. They come up with a lot of posters. They uh, they came up with this this killer poster with Dieter's idea for the Hawaiian Oktoberfest that's coming up. There's a wet hop event that is also a killer poster. just looks really good. But Jeff and uh, Shannon and Kip, they have been fundamental in all this, you know, years building up to this. So uh, they have released Welcome to the Jingle. You can get it on a flexi-disc postcard that you can mail to your friends for Christmas. You can actually play it on your record player. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so they, they've been great. That was that was uh, Welcome to the Jingle. That's one of my favorite songs I've ever recorded. And then here I am on Welcome to the Jingle. <laughs> well, I won't say it's what got you on here, but it didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, I have... My favorite, there's like light up, like a very smiley light up Santa, and you're like, Did you, we got your disease. <laughs> As you drive, drive through like very innocent Christmas light ups. Um, but we, what do I want to? I was gonna ask actually, who did the the graphic design for your posters? But they look they look great. I like the ukulele, the flaming ukulele. As you, as you summon the goddess. That is that is you on there, right? That is, yeah, that is me on there. And we burnt. We went through, I think. Four or five ukuleles for that photo shoot, just to get the right, the right picture. <laughs> you know, Photoshop could just add the flames later. You don't have to destroy no, good no, musical instruments. No, 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 don't worry, they weren't good musical instruments. And uh, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta go for the real thing. You got that vibe. You know, you gotta feel it, burning you. Absolutely. You can't just use the flame tool. Yeah, the flame tool. Yeah. I just use the red paint and Microsoft Paint, and then, and then we're done. So. I just write the word flame <laughs> above it. Put, and just let people just, just put hot in quotes like near where it should be burning. So awesome. Well, uh, Rich, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and for uh, sharing uh, your musical gift with uh, Indian Ladder Farms, its fans, and the world. I want more jingles. More jingles. I want more jingles. I have an idea. Um, I want like a end of the world as we know it style song, but you just list all the apples because there's so many. And I keep on calling this place the pizza barn, but it's not the pizza garden. But both rhyme with farm. Which I think is a great opportunity. Pizza Garden, Pizza <laughs> Farm, or Indian Letter Farm, Pizza Garden. Okay, like Pizza Pizza Garden jingle, I love it, and End of the World style jingle with apple varieties, also genius idea, genius. I could contribute like the first one, like Granny Smith. Partial writing credit right there. Granny Smith, the red one, the green one, the yellow one. <laughs> end of song. <laughs> it's the end of the song. All right, awesome, Ian. Thanks, or Ritz. Thanks again for coming on. All right, thanks for having really me. appreciate thanks for it. Me. Awesome. Thank Absolutely. you. Awesome. All right, so that was Ritz Carlton, who uh, who blessed us with his musical gift. We got to hear a lot of great tunes today, including a surprise new one. That was very thrilling because we so seldom, especially with the older jingles that we do, um, get to hear from the people that made it. It is so hard to find anything out about the process of the jingles. And then, like, honestly, once you do, it's usually kind of boring. But talking to Ritz was the absolute opposite of that, and we're so glad we got to hear about all these fun jingles. Sorry, I didn't mean to pull the mic away from you. We're working on one mic here, folks. But does this make us investigative reporters in a way? Like we interview, like we found the source, we interviewed the source, we have exclusives with the source. Like we're we're basically insert famous investigative reporter names here. Uh, the Pulitzer is surely coming our way. Um, if the source didn't already find us. Coming up next, we purposely chose not to spoil this. But we've got something big planned for our next and final episode of Welcome to the Jingle's epic second season, which, by the way, in case you haven't counted, has significantly more episodes than ep uh, season one. What do you think it is? Can I, can I say what it is? <laughs> okay. So we found our, our white whale jingle. Um, we found the We're Your Source jingle from the Times Union, and I'm trying to remember the name of the, like the, the reporters that broke the Watergate scandal in the 70s. Yes, we're basically them, but for jingles. And we we found we found a Madonna's Hanky Panky Source, the We're Your Source jingle. That's right. So after like multiple like three years of searching, 
We're going to be finally profiling We're Your Source, the iconic jingle um, that belongs to the Times Union, the, uh, the Albany-based uh, daily newspaper. It was, uh, it was gifted to us, actually. I say we found, but we just kept asking until somebody said, oh, here it is, just go away. Um, but it was our good friend Rose Schneider, the reporter from the Times Union, who had uh, interviewed us for her feature on Welcome to the Jingle and then later interviewed us for the Times Union story about their own jingle. So we went on like an authority and, and talked all about it. That was kind of fun, wasn't it? It was, and we found way more than we expected. Not only did we find the original jingle, but we also found a country and Latin version of the jingle. So there's more in store. I like how you keep saying found as if they weren't delivered to our inbox. <laughs> like, we didn't, like, find them, like, digging for T-Rex bones in the Sahara. Okay, but we found them in our inbox, which still, which still counts. <laughs> So the Times Union did do a story about uh, their iconic jingle, and um, we were interviewed in there. So if you haven't checked it out already, make sure you do. Uh, I think it's on timesunion.com, or uh, you can always go there and, and pay them like a dollar, and they'll give you a, a back copy of it um, where you get to see Caitlin and I as a – Caitlin and my beautiful faces. I don't know if that's English, but you're going to see our faces in the newspaper once again um, because we were involved in that. So – that's next time. It's going to be huge, and that will be our final episode of the season. Caitlin, this season was roughly 20 or 30% longer than season one. What do you think of that? Did we overdo it, or, or did we just like have too much inspiration? We couldn't hold it in. I think we did it just enough. But as always, we are always looking for submissions for local jingles that you remember from wherever local might mean to you and a jingle is something that is advertising a good or service it is a song it has a verse and a chorus do you know any do you have any links send them to us we want to hear them we absolutely do and actually some people did submit to us uh in preparation for this show uh jingles that we were supposed to listen to and, and review live on the air but we had so many jingles from ritz carlton to go over including a surprise from him there's just not time today, folks. So we're going to hold those off for another day, and we will play them, we promise. And uh, we've got plenty of season or content, I should say, for season three. But first, we're going to wrap up season two with the Times Union jingle. So stay tuned for that. Thank you to everybody who came out and joined us here at Indian Ladder Farms. Thanks to uh, Lori and Dieter and Ritz, who all joined us today. And, um, and gosh, Caitlin, thanks for helping us make this a successful event. I had a blast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and everyone come to Indian Lighter Farms. It's great. You'll love it. Awesome. Well, until next time, I'm Don Ferlazzo. And I'm Caitlin Kay. And this has been Welcome, Welcome to the Jingle Live. We did it with only one microphone. It sounds so good. <laughs>